When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's face it, rock and roll has been dominated by dudes, but music is full of female trailblazers and trendsetters who rocked our world and left their mark on the industry. We're talking about the soulful blues of Janice, to Joan Jett's punk rock guitar riffs. Debbie Harry embraced her hotness while leading a band that dipped into as many different types of music as The Clash. Well, Annie Lennox's androgyny helped make her an advocate for gay people around the world. Tina Turner was a rock star in every sense of the word. The list doesn't stop there. Heart. Stevie Nicks, Melissa Etheridge, The Go-Go's, Garbage, Hailstorm, Florence and the Machine, X, The Plasmatics, The Interrupters, and Scandal. They all showed that rock and roll can be for everyone. In this episode of Prisoners of Rock and Roll, in honor of the Kate Bush fans still calling us misogynists for not liking her music, we're throwing a guitar through the glass ceiling by looking at women who rock. So turn up your radio and let's wreck some stereotypes as we celebrate the women of rock and roll. What's up, everyone? Welcome to Prisoners of Rock and Roll, episode number 66. I'm Bruce Kramer, and I'm all settled in and ready to talk about the women of rock and the women who rock with my co-host, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Ryan McCusker. Are you rocking? I should have said the man, the myth, the legend who is a year older because you had a birthday a couple weeks ago, brother. Happy birthday. I did. Thank you, man. Another uh, trip around the sun. Yeah, I texted you uh, the other couple weeks last week when it happened, but I wanted to say it again in front of all our listeners. Happy Thank birthday, you, man. man. Thank you, man. Another you year. finally caught up to me for a couple months. Yes. I mean, getting older is not a big deal to me. I don't really no. care. You know? Yeah, I don't either. Yeah, man. So Prisoners of Rock and Roll sponsored by McCusker's Tavern and Boldfoot Socks at work. I guess, man, before we jump into it, just mention we've been away for a couple of weeks. We had some scheduling uh, hiccups in the schedule. So summertime tends to be busy as hell. And uh, yeah. uh I, you know, we were getting ready to do the show on our normally schedule. Well, we took an extra week off. And then uh, I said that we we had to call an audible and skip another couple of days because my wife uh, thought she was 18. You said, like, speaking about, like, getting old. My wife thought she was 18 and she tried jumping down out of the bed of my pickup truck. Uh, and uh, and effed up her. 
effed up her knee. So I, you know, I drive uh, a, a heavy duty Ram 2500. My wife is less than five feet tall. She jumped out of the back and she bo- bruised a bone in her knee and was on crutches. So the night we were going to record, I was, I was taking care of her and I had to run my son around. So, well, you know, wish her speedy recovery. She's doing okay, man. We were just uh, the last week. We were we're both leaders in my son's Boy Scout troop, and we were at summer camp for the week. So she was on crutches the whole time, and I was like, "Man, she's got to be, you know, you're trying to police a a dozen teenage boys for a week in the woods, and you're on crutches. That's a rough that's a rough paper route." But she's and she got to deal a with me. Yeah, she always she's is man. hardcore, she, man. She's out there. I mean, if I was ever stuck on an island, desert island, I would hope she was with me. She does not mess around, which is a great segue into the topic today. So I know the last episode we talked about some plans we have for summer and talking about the band suck. But you were like, dude, before we do that, let's do something on the women who rock. And you're real specific. You're like, not women of rock, women who rock. Yeah. I mean, we sit there women of rock, you know, all day long. You know, we talked about Janice before and we talked about Mama Cass before. You know, but this gives us a chance of women who rock, you know, this gives I love us it. a ch- chance to open up the door a little bit better. No, I love it, man. It's talking about the women who are in adi- have a little bit of attitude. And, uh, you know, in my house, at my, like you said, my, my wife is a very strong willed person. My, uh, my daughter is the same way. Yes. My daughter likes, uh, yes. my, my daughter likes punk rock music and gin, all kinds of other stuff. So she actually was the one giving me a lot of ideas for this playlist. She had a couple, uh, uh, women of music playlist and she i don't know she spent an hour talking music with me so i seen all the uh things that are on the playlist i was like oh I, I i wouldn't even think of putting this on there right right she she rattled off a couple that i didn't know either and uh i think having the extra time in between episodes i was listening to this playlist a lot and i was really i was getting really into it man i was doing shit around the backyard today and i had it on while i was just uh while i was working i was really digging it you know i have the up most respect for women musicians but uh you know like women singers and everything like, that's just not my thing i'm hoping this episode you know i think open- there's more artists on this list that you like than you than you think you do yeah i'm way open for everything tonight all right so how about before we jump into it we're not going to talk about janice no. a lot but we're just acknowledging that she is like the ultimate female yeah, I think she has the one of the greatest voices in music history. Yeah, of um, course. You know the soul and ev- like, oh my god, she was and- bluesy. She was soulful, bluesy. You know any um, emotion that came out of you, she brought it out. I can still listen to her music, and when I hear it, I just sit back and go, "Damn." Yeah, like just that emotion. So we're just going to we're acknowledging that. And there's so many other artists that we're going to move on because we have talked about Janice a lot, like between the Woodstock or the uh, Monterey Pop Festival episode and a whole bunch of other stuff. So, yeah. So go back and listen to that stuff. Yeah. Go check it out. We don't want to uh, uh, reinvent the wheel here. So plus, like I said, there's like 50 artists we have on here. So. All right. So let's dive in. So the first one that we had on like the outline that we put together was Blondie. Another artist we've talked about a couple of times because I love. Oh, I God, love Debbie, Debbie Harry. Harry. She's like 70 something. She had a birthday last week. She is still she's still good looking. Yeah, but you know, what's not the love about Debbie? She was the first woman of punk rock, if not Patty Smith, her. Yeah. And I was trying to figure out like I don't want all this to be like 
I, I don't want to say like I like these artists because they're hot, right? It's like it, like right. that's it's right. not about that. But she was, you know, like that was part of their image that she was hot. But she also was like, um, she was hot, but she wasn't a whore. She was very, it. she was very New York City. Yeah, of, yes, of that yeah. time of like that she time knows seventies. Yes, she knows she's good looking. She knows you're checking her out, and she doesn't give a shit. Yeah. She took the opportunity of the attention to sing, you know, she's a pretty great singer. You know, just she's just as good as she is. Good looking, you know, absolutely. When I was trying to think about them, yeah, I was like, they were a little punk. They were a little, um, you know, like pop art, Andy Warhol. They were new wave. Yeah. They were they were sex, you know. Sometimes some of the outfits that she was wearing, you know, like sure. she back and she's, you know, she's on stage. She doesn't have a bra on, and she's wearing like a halter top. You know, she would shit. She was in play. She was a Playboy bunny. She was a model. She was a go go dancer. Um, she she was in everything. She was so big. She was on the Muppet Show. Yes, dude, I, and that's yeah. You know, and she was great on the Muppet Show because mm. that was again talking about Boy Scout camp. That episode is the. um Kermit's nephew is his his frog scouts are trying to earn the punk rock merit badge <laughs> and she helps them. And it's so cool. I've showed it. I've shared it with all the parents of my my Boy Scout troop. Yeah, dude. And she was like I was I made the analogy in the monologue that they were kind of like the clash because they were jumping all over the place doing different types yeah. of music and um, their music's very, very technical. My band was playing one of their songs. Which one was it? Uh, get you. Was it come and get you, get you, get you one way or another? That song is pretty hard. Is it? Like it's very difficult on drums. There's a lot of different time signatures going on. But it took me forever to learn it. And I always took for granted that they were like a nothing band. And it was just hard. But no, the band is killer. Like they've really been paying attention to to like the whole band of Blondie and what they bring to the table. It's just not hard. I listen to them a lot. And uh, yeah, because it's they get lumped in with punk and you're like, well, they're really not punk rock. Right. Because I mean, they're not the Sex Pistols. Some of their songs were. Yeah. And they came up in that CBGB era, but they were so diverse. I think what CBGBs was being diverse, you know, like you had Mm -hmm. to get the Ramones, but you also had the Talking Heads, you know, two different things, you know, you know, shit. People blow us up around Kate Bush and how she opened the door to musicians. I mean, Debbie Harry paved the way for so many women in music. So too. Much. She, she like ran with the flag, you know, like burning her bra on the way, you know? Sure. Um, just really. Yeah. Well, you know what, dude, we haven't even played a song from her yet, but here you go. But here's one way. Well, we've got one way or another on here. Here's a little bit of Lock that. It out right on. I dude, I love it. They're oh um, god, they're so good, man. They're such a great band. Their last album came out in 2017, Pollinator. It's really good. Oh, okay. It's, it's worth it's worth checking out. But I'm also right. said I'm I'm a big fan of them. So shit. I had uh oh my god, I had some of their stuff on like 45 when I was a kid. Oh wow. 
like the tide is high. I used to love that song when I was, that was like my favorite song when I was like in elementary <laughs> school for, so I don't even know why I just, I loved it. And I had it on my little, my little shitty record player in my house. But I, you know, her rapping will always be in my head. Like she's like one of the first, not the first kind of rapper at all by no means, but she kind of opened the door for like, regular people to be like oh what's this that's going on i never heard such a thing absolutely you know as a white as a white woman bring in hip-hop yeah. some of that stuff sure and i mean and they dabbled in like disco and yeah everything. they were um everything yeah, like, the talking heads are that's a great analogy to compare them to just kind of um uh like edgy but artful in a way you know just like new york city you know like uh in the movie cbgb's and she's like, yeah, she's all dressed up on stage, Debbie Harry. And she's like the girl who's portraying Debbie Harry. And she's like, you like my dress? Even the trash in New York City is beautiful. Uh, know, like, I know she, how much you like that that era of New York City, too. Oh, yeah. I just hear the saxophone in the background. And the taxi driver, De, De Niro, like, you know, uh, driving around saving hookers <laughs> so the subway going by overhead so just like this yeah just summer in the city which, absolutely yeah they're great go listen to more blondie man all right just keep moving on the next one is joan jet dude my first bullet point on here i just wrote joan jet is fucking awesome yes i just saw joan jet in concert yes you did with brian adams right yeah it was great i got How was really, he? he was awesome i seen him back in the 90s he was great then he was great now. His band was awesome. But Joan Jett opened up and uh, she just ripped it apart. I've seen her a couple times this year and she always brings it, man. A couple of my notes I put on here. I said, she is a musician that I want my daughter to listen to because she yeah. is. She's, she's got girl that power, take, man. Right. She's, take no shit. You know, no. You know, little punk. Um, she writes great friggin' songs, dude. I, I went down the rabbit hole and was listening to like just uh as I was listening to the playlist, I just put her on and was just listening a lot of her catalog and she just was so many great songs, dude. Yeah. I I love Joan. I love the runaways, you know. Uh Lita Ford we talk about all the time. Yeah. Um, she's another great rocker. But Joan Jett, she was a superstar in the eighties. You know, she blew up like she was she was like one of the faces on MTV all the time. Her Rock and Roll Hall of Fame essay. A lot of these artists were doing the research. I go and I read their, um, you know, what the blurb was about their rock hall. And then there's always like a longer essay. And it said she was the ideal female rock star between the tight leather pants, the black hair. She wore a lot of makeup. And on top of all that, she could really friggin play the guitar, too. Oh, yeah. She was. A, she's she's no bullshit. Yeah, absolutely not. Yeah, I've seen her a couple times as well, and I've always come away impressed. Like she is, she's on point. She kicks ass, um, and it's just great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she, remember, she acted a little bit. She did um, that movie, Light of Day. Did you ever see that movie? I did not. I know the it's, song. Yeah, it's a Bruce Springsteen song. Yeah. They made this movie called Light of Day. And what happened was the original title of the movie was called Born in the USA. So Springsteen, knowing the writer of, uh, I'm not sure who wrote the movie or whatever, 
he's like, let me have that title and I'll write you a song for this movie. And he wrote Light a Day for them. And he took Born in the USA and took it to a whole other level, you know? Hmm. Oh, yeah. And the movie Light a Day, she performs it with Michael J. Fox. Yes. It's a great song. When I saw her open up for Motley Crue, she played Light a Day. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that. I was at that show, too. Um, that's a great tune. And she's done that with Springsteen before. But um, yeah, yeah, dude, let's, let's, yeah, let's play that. Here you go. I'll play the her solo version of it. Yes. Man, there are uh, there's not a lot of Springsteen fan uh, songs that I like the cover versions better, but I like her version of it better than I like his. I mean, he does a great version of it. Um, remember, he did that album Plugged. Yes, it was, it was like a joke off of Unplugged, and it was yep. like Plugged. Yep. He did a great version of it on there. Yeah, he plays that live every once in a while, and then he um, does a he does a great thing in that song. He like goes through all the cities, and he just, I don't know how he does it. I love that song. They, the movie Light of Day is really good. It was really sad with Michael mm. J. Fox about uh, she's a rocker and she's dealing with her mom that has dementia. And it's really a sad movie. I'll have you to know? check it out. I've never seen it. Yeah, it's a it's amazing. She didn't do more like more mm. acting. She's just great. I know. We could again all so many of these artists we could just sit and talk about for for an hour, but um, we must yeah. we must talk about more. Let's yes, as moving. always, we we cram a lot of stuff into every show. Um, all right, the next one we had on the list was the Pretenders. I was never a really big fan of the Pretenders, but then I really enjoyed hearing her story when we did the episode on the Sex Pistols. Yeah, Chrissy Hine is rock and roll man. She she was one of the original faces in the punk rock uh, scene in England. She was an American living in England at the time when the Sex Pistols united, when the Clash united. You know, she was there, you know, which is also interesting. She was also at Kent State when the shooting at Kent State happened and she was one of the students there when the um when the it wasn't the army it was like the the national guard it was the national guard opened fire on all those all those poor students yeah that was awful that was before our time but you know yeah she was there she was there for that yeah they're a band that like um I don't dislike them I've just never really cared like I you know I just I've never listen to a whole lot of their music i just uh i haven't Chrissy really had a awesome. strong opinion either way but i've seen them a bunch of times like they've opened up for like the stones and the who a bunch of times i've seen them and they're always rocking always rocking she's like she's a great guitar player she's a great hmm. songwriter I, they've certainly been around for a long time and they they have a handful of songs that everybody knows um you know, including this one back on the chain gang. Play up. 
check my world at night To a place in the past We've been cast out of the Her voice is unique. She doesn't sound like anybody, you know, and uh, remember that huge hit they had in the 90s? I'll stand by you. Yeah, I don't I don't like huge. that. I, maybe that's a song. Why I don't I never got into it that much. It just doesn't do anything was, for me. It was a huge song during, and, uh, the, during the grunge era. I mean, yeah, you know, she's also one of the women that had the flag and run with it, you know, like for. They, she's probably been in a band for 50 years now. Yeah, definitely. They're an important band in the whole story of rock and roll. So I just, you know, maybe I need to go back and listen to them. I, I'm probably missing something by not um, not having gone down and explored their catalog very much. If I didn't see them live all the time, maybe I would think the same thing. But I know, you know, they bring it live, you know, hmm. even at, in their older age, just rocking. Yeah, I've never seen them. So maybe that's what I'm what I've been missing and maybe that era too, like the nineties. Cause the next band we're talking about too, they had a hit in the nineties that I, I didn't like, and that's heart. So like that, um, I'll stand by you. Didn't really do anything for me. And that, uh, heart had that song. All I want to do is make love to you or whatever the hell that uh, song is called. Yeah, and I was like, that's that was such awful. a shitty song. I, I hate that. The song. words that she was like telling a story in that song. Right. Yeah. There's awful. like a line like we we went on a walk. We planted a tree or some shit like that. It's like uh, it's a shitty song. But yeah. I will put that riff in Barracuda up against any guitar riff in rock and roll. I guess so. Barracuda is kind of played out. But, you know, I get it. I mean, I think uh, Nancy Wilson is a killer guitar player. Mm hmm. I totally agree. She rules. I mean, she listened to all those songs. She riffs. She's just not like, she doesn't sound like a girl playing the guitar. She's, you know, she just sounds like a ripping guitar player. I don't know if it matters or not, but, you know, it's definitely, I don't know, when rock and roll is such a boy's thing, you know, Hart came in and showed it girls can rock too. Yeah, and that's why I said that guitar riff from Barracuda, because, I mean, you could hear anybody. You could imagine, you know, Zeppelin blasting that out. Oh, and yeah. It's not it's total, you know, it, and total it's almost not, Zeppelin-ish. Yeah, and it's almost not fair to be like, oh, it's pretty good for a girl. Like, no, she's just a great guitar player, man. She's just she a great really guitar bring, player. Yeah. They're a great band. They are a great and, band. Man, they have had some dysfunctional shit. So I started. Well, that's you know, what doing, happens when you sleep with everybody in the band. Right. I mean, yeah, you're when you sleep with one person at a time in the band, shit's going to go sour, man. And the two of them I mean, being sisters, you know, like so Anne's and Wilson's husband was arrested one time for physically assaulting Nancy Wilson's 16 year old boys backstage. Like he got physical with them at a concert. And I guess they're not speaking right now, the two of them. So. Uh, we talked before about like in the do up episode, all those bands like breaking up and going on tour like separately. So now there's like Nancy Wilson's heart goes on tour because oh, it's not it's shame. not both of them. Yeah. So they've had all kinds of other other shit. And it, on top of it, they're siblings. I mean, shit, you know, you've been you've been in a band with a with a sibling. Oh, 
It's hard. <laughs> it's hard. But, you know, they've been a band for a long time. You know, just uh, things run its course and, you know, yep. maybe if the money's right, they'll get back together. Who knows? Let's play a little bit of Barracuda. Here's that opening, cool. that opening guitar riff. It's a very like I don't know. It's a, like a like a Brian May kind of riff, a little bit yeah. from Queen. It's the time error, you know, uh, of error time when everything sound like that. You know, it sounds very Zeppelinish. Yeah, it's very um, like plotting. There's a little bit of a note bending in there going on, and yeah, it's cool. And you know, listening to it on headphones is is uh, listen to uh, which Wilson is the singer. Nancy plays a guitar and Anne, Anne Wilson is the singer. And she's a, she has a, a great voice. Sexy, mm-hmm. sexy, you know? Yeah. Yep. Totally agree. All right. Moving on. Who we got next on here? Melissa Etheridge. Love her. Yeah. She was, when you mentioned her on this, I'm like, yeah, she needs to go on this like top tier of people that we're talking about. Yeah, like uh, she like had her moment in the '90s. She kind of like drifted away, but to talk about her, she was definitely a heavy hitter in the '90s when the women's rights was coming. Not the women's rights, but you know, the women were getting more noticed in rock and roll. You know, you had in the '90s, yeah, you, you know, she was probably a big part, Lil Fair kind of thing, and you know, she was gay and she came out of the closet, and a lot of her songs were, you know meaningful in a lot of different things yep yeah for all you kate bush fuckers out there like i went to little affair in the 90s so i don't, <laughs> don't want to hear it from you guys well we won't I, hold I, that against you right i'm taking shit from both sides from the kate bush fans and then the people that are like you went to little affair um yeah dude she's great she's got a little bit of janice in her too like the yeah she's got, the she's real got a little bit voice. of janice she's got a little bit of bon jovi in her she's got a little bit of like stadium rock She's, you know, she's she's got a little bit of everything what rock and roll is true about. Yeah, she does like the singer songwriter thing. And you're right, man. Like, we didn't I didn't even think of that before that the 90s were a we're a very big decade for women in rock and roll. Oh, sure. Sure. And, you know, we're not we're not going to talk about Sarah McLaughlin, but she, you know, she put together all that little fair like women yeah. in music. And it was just uh, yeah, it was cool. There's all there, and there's, there's a ton of artists that were on that tour that we're not going to talk about just because we just don't have the time, but they were still important yeah. in that, yeah. in that arc. But what do we have for Melissa Etheridge on? Yeah. Wise? You put, what do we put on here? You put like the way I do. That's a great song. Oh, she rips it up in this song, bro. Yeah. Do you know she's married to um, Lou Diamond Phillips's ex-wife? Yeah, that's right. He, she left him and became a, you know, she, she became a lesbian and, and I think she married Melissa Etheridge. That's Melissa right. Etheridge went through like a, uh, like a bad, she had cancer and she was really ill for a while and all oh, kinds really? of other. 
Yeah. I think she's doing better now, but she went through a whole, there's like, you, know, you can see the photos of her with the, uh, you know, she's wearing a skull cap because she was going through radiation treatment and oh, she was, wow. she was quite ill for a while, but no way. But anyway, here, here's like the way I do. Love it. Yeah. This is a great tune. Along the floor to touch you And just when it feels right You say you found someone to hold you Does she like I do? Baby, tell me, does she love you Like the way I love you Does she stimulate you Attract and captivate you Great song. Every fucking time we do a show, man, we say like, listen to the music on a pair of headphones. Like yeah. the bait, like the bass on that song was, yeah, you know, it's just groove. one note. Yeah. It's really groovy. Such a groove. And her, her rhythm of her singing is like, takes control of that song. I mean, her words are so awesome. You know, like she's the way she's like phrasing things, you know, you think she's talking to a guy, but actually she's talking to another girl. Right. About a girl. Right. Absolutely. You know, she kicks ass. I never saw her. I wish I did. Doesn't she have a baby with a woman? And the father is David Crosby. David Crosby. Yeah. Shitbag of the week. Yes. Oh, wait. Hang on. Let me get to it. Shitbag of the week. Dun, dun, dun. How hard up are you for a daddy that you're going to ask for David Crosby to be the donor? Be a sperm donor. Yeah, could have asked. Like, could have asked you, the warden. No, I'm not, not into that. That's cool. Like, no, no little Ryan's running around. That's I'm fine with that. The world's continuing without my my seed. Yeah, that's cool. But uh, yeah, who picks David Crosby? Didn't she like read his biography before she like has asked for his sperm? You know, I had totally forgotten about that too. That that happened. You're right. That was a big. Remember they were on the cover, of Rolling Stone magazine. Yes. That's exactly what I was just about to say. They were on the cover of Rolling Stone when that happened, when they announced that. Crazy. Yeah. I said, you know, hey, rock and roll is also full of weird decisions sometimes. So that's one of the strangest things I've ever heard in rock and roll. But she wrote some kick ass music, man. Yeah. I hope she's, I hope she's healthy and I hope I see her on the road sometime soon. Right on. All right. The next one is one of my favorite female musicians, and that is Annie Lennox. Lover, I I do too, dude. She's she's a jewel, man. Not you know, I mean, she's a ruby, she's a diamond, she's a something that's precious. Her voice is one of a kind. The arrhythmics are so weird, like their 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 sound was haunting. Yep, uh, VH1 called her the greatest white soul singer alive, yeah. and I was like, the perfect. Um, and I said in the in the monologue, it was like she's very David Bowie, like doesn't oh yeah, you know, dresses she she very androgynous. Um, she really became like a hero or like an icon for gay rights because she was so like straddling that line of gender the way Bowie did. Totally. Like um in the in the video, Sweet Dreams, she had short hair, she was wearing a suit. Yep. You know, um, you really didn't. She was like asexual. Yes. You know, yeah. like, like maybe like that was like what she was like 
saying this is what the future is going to be like, you know, that we're turning into that. Yep. You know? Yeah, I, I'm a huge, I, her voice, man, just, I, I love it. And, um, I like her stuff with the Eurythmics, the stuff, the couple soul albums she came out with, like Diva and then uh, Medusa. They're both just fucking great, great albums. albums. Uh, I always like the Christmas song she did with that Scrooge movie. Yes. Yep. She. Oh, yeah. Uh, shit with uh, Al Green. Look, yeah. Yes. Yeah, dude. That's a great. We played that a couple of times on the show. That is fantastic. Yeah. That song gets me a little teary-eyed at the end of that movie every every christmas time yeah that movie's um, great she also writes like movie scores so like the uh the the third um lord lord of the rings movie return of the king she wrote the score for that really yeah one of my so she, favorite movies of all time oh really oh i love the lord of the rings the hobbit i'm a big yeah geek. yeah really cool uh, just how talented she is and there was something about too like uh somebody was asking her some interview i was reading they were saying like you know are you uh are you gay you're lesbian and she was like i'm a musician like fuck off like she's like i, yeah, I won't even bigger. answer those questions right she's like it's not about that and if she's gay bigger people, than all that shit yeah and she's like if gay people want to look at me as an icon cool straight people want to look at the cool i'm making great music for people and if somebody is in a bad place emotionally and they my music can help them then i am here for you and i was like right on dude I, it was really cool yeah i mean you can't just give credit to her f for the rhythmics you have to give it up to the other guy david uh stewart yeah what yeah. a fabulous musician he is I was yeah. really glad to see them get in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They, they sure. really deserve it. And you know, I know sure. she's also, you know, she's getting into for her solo work, but just uh, really cool. Yeah. Um, do you want to hear your rhythm? You got on here. You got your rhythmics. You got Here Comes the Rain Again. And I put Walking on Broken Glass by her solo. I want to put the, we'll play the Eurythmics songs. And we're just talking yeah, about Yeah, it's great. a little Dave's weirder, story. man. Yeah. It's a little, yeah. what a great experience listening to that through the headset there's so much going wow. on there i mean Holy it's a really shit. it's a really 80 sounding song with all the synth and the everything else but yeah wow there's a lot going on in that song and and it's brilliant and she sings so like mysteriously man remember the uh the queen tribute concert she did oh, yeah under with, pressure with, with bowie with bowie yeah and just she just came out in that big ball. It. remember she came out in that big ball dress yeah and she had that black makeup on her eyes yep yeah like she does on the cover of that eurythmic song yeah oh what a great moment in rock and roll that was with with bowie and they it's, nailed it holy they shit. crushed it they, oh that was probably one of the best moments of rock and roll we we could do a whole show on that tribute concert because that concert was just uh, phenomenal. I the, watched the accent. I watched it in full on. It's on YouTube. There's so much more that was 
they did a concert, then it was showed on that special back in the day. You know, like Extreme is one of my favorite bands of all time. And they played it. They did a medley of all these Queen songs. And I'd never seen it until it was on YouTube. And a couple of years ago, I seen it, you know. Huh. I, if anybody could play Brian May songs, it would be Nuno Betancourt. Uh, well, that dude is the most underrated guitar player in music history. It's just uh, yeah. he's amazing. Nuno saw him a couple of years ago. He ripped it apart. I think they have a new album that just came out. Or they're- yeah, they're coming to Philly. They're coming. I have to work that night, so I'm not going to see them this year. Saw him a couple of years ago. They were awesome. Hmm. Very cool. Yeah, we can put that on the topic list. That that concert just uh was phenomenal and she was great. And it's you know, so many of these artists that we talked about so far, like they're so different in terms, you know, Debbie Harry was like, I'm embracing my hotness. And Annie Lennox is like, you don't even know if I'm a dude or a girl, and it doesn't and fuck all, it doesn't matter. And you know, but she, was doing being that a lesbian. The, she was doing that in the eighties. Annie Lennox. Right. right. And look and now look at it, it's 2023, and it's such a movement. And and people being like you know trans and everything right. like that, and she she was doing it in the eighties. I, I didn't even want to say like in the monologue when I was coming up with the ideas, I was almost I almost called her the female David Bowie, and I'm like it's not fair. Like nobody's like she's not the female this or you know uh, uh like the heart like Nancy Wilson is not the female Jimmy Page. It was like no man, they're all their own musicians, and I'm not going to fall in that trap. Like Andy Lennox mm-hmm. just carved her own. She did her own thing. It just happened to yeah. be similar to Bowie. Yeah. Because uh, saying any of these guys are the any of these women are the female ex is like makes it it sounds cheap. Like they're they're the copycat. I was like, no, man, they're they're, they're making their own, their thing. own. original an original idea, you know. Absolutely. Nobody, there's no one who sounds like the arrhythmics, man. Yeah. You know, yeah. They have such a way about them with that synth that sounds mysterious, spooky, and you know, haunting. Yes, her voice, absolutely, dude. Haunting is a great, uh, like that song, shit, uh, No More I Love You's on yeah. her solo album. That is like haunting vocals. Yeah, it's she's a great that, way to describe her. She's that good, man. She's, yep. She breaks barriers. She's that good. Yep. I'm a, I'm a huge fan. I said we could, we could, you know, I'd, you know, we could go on for a while, but we got, again, like you said, we got a million artists to talk about. And the next one is, Tina Turner. And I think oh. talking about in our last episode about her dying. Yeah. Kind of kicked it, kicked us in the ass to say, this is what we should do because again, totally. that's, that's what gave me the idea. I mean, yeah. You know, besides all the, um, the Kate Bush fans saying we're like male chauvinist pigs. Right. You no. Know, and it was like, all right, well, we'll, we'll do a women's show to show that we're not. Tina right. was the first one in my head, you know, I, I, a rock star. I said this when she died. And I said it in the monologue, just a rock star in every sense of the word. She was so beautiful, man. Her, you know, um, it's a shame that such a piece of shit like Ike Turner, you know, just didn't invent rock and roll. He invented Tina Turner, too. Right, right. And we got to hang on. We got to give him. Shitbag, shitbag of the week. Dun, dun, dun. I think he's been yeah. shitbag of the week like five times. But every time we talk about him, we have to give it to him because I think we actually yeah. invented that for Ike Turner in the Sun Records episode. 
Yeah, dude. I just and she is one of the greatest comeback his stories in the history oh, of music. God. After she took out the trash with him, uh, there was a obviously that movie was really big. Uh, what's love got to do with it? Yeah, but there's a play out there now called I Tina, hmm. and uh, it was in Philadelphia. I tried to go, but it was just really sold out, and. Uh, I heard it was it was the Tina Turner story on Broadway, basically, and it was amazing. I heard it was real, like r- real rough. Like they portrayed like like beating her really bad on stage. And, wow. Yeah, I had some like I have my buddy. He's like a thug, right? He's a straight up thug, but he's stagehand. He's like it was hard for me to watch it every night. Wow. Like for her to get like slapped around, like the way they portrayed it, like you know. There's a great documentary on HBO about Tina Turner. I don't know if you ever caught it. I haven't seen it yet, and I keep it's really to good, Bruce. Because it's like her, because it. it's like her farewell, right? She knew she was, yeah, dying. But just and to she hear made like it. all these stories, you know, like how she escaped, like, yeah, like the moment she escaped, like like the story of that is really something in yeah. itself. I know that I roughly know the story, like when she left and walked across, what walked into the hotel with just the money in her pocket and was like, I'm Tina yeah. Turner. I need to, I need to get away. She was all I mean, beat up and shit. And the yeah, hotel manager I mean, took care of her. I mean, but, shit, just, just having the, the sand to do that. Right. Like, cause they're, they're so, like brainwashed. Tina were so, so brainwashed and like, you think you're nothing. You think you're nothing because they, they beat you down. Like, like they beat you down like an animal. Right. And at that that decade, too, where it's still a very male driven society, you know, women yeah. aren't, you know, there's no women aren't largely like in the workforce and all that other kind of stuff. Yeah. It's just uh, Tina was a was a pioneer for so many, so many. I mean, I mean, I mean, yeah, like and Tina was the shit. But how about what she did with Phil Spector? Like, yeah, that's like Mountain High, yep. whatever. What a great fucking song that is. I mean, shit, the song she did with Jagger, I always look at it like she didn't record with the Stones. The Stones went to her. Oh, yeah. She's right. Than like Stones. Right. They like they oh, wanted yeah. to go work with her. I wasn't like, hey, they didn't invite Tina to come do something. No, I mean, Tina's in that such a superstar. They could just say her first name and know who you're talking about. But when she was out on tour, she was another person that went and played a country and played the whole country. The whole country came out and seen her play, you know, like not just a venue, but like the whole country came out and saw Tina Turner play. Sure. I mean, I mean shit, I, I it's hard to find another female artist who was bigger and she's an African-American and she overcame all this bad shit with this. You know, I mean, she was. Ike and Tina were huge, huge, right? Like the, you know, the stuff, the music that they were making. And he played a really important part in the, st- the start of rock and roll, you know, shit. Like, yeah, he's you know, in the rock records. and roll famous by himself. Right. But he's also, you know, a legendary piece of shit. And just yeah. the, she overcame all of that and then had this enormous career for decades. Uh, it was just remarkable. Let's hear her comeback song. Yes. What's love got to do with it? This whole album, the Private Dancer album is just so good. Yeah. You must 
was one of the songs i said i was listening to the playlist all week like i was i was in my pool and i was vacuuming it and i had the playlist on and that came on and i just like i just stopped what i was doing and i just was just listening to it I'm like man it's such a great fucking song to this day i don't think there's anything more sexier on a woman than a black dress and a jean jacket like she has in that video yes like it's was- almost I, like her legs got so much attention and oh, it's yeah. almost like it's almost shitty to put that like dude her voice is better than her legs you know like yeah she she was sexy but it was like god damn she could sing she was she was the whole package man she really she, was she, there I was just, only uh, one of her and there'll, there'll never be another one of her oh absolutely I mean, just, man just how looked how hard she worked just look how she when they covered uh when Ike and Tina covered uh, Proud Mary, the, Proud Mary, and she danced her ass off and Dude, sang at the same time. That's another song that, like, I I love Credence. They were my number one uh, American rock and roll band way back when we did episode two. But I, the Ike and Tina version, man, just, just you're right. She her dancing it. just blows it away. Man, how iconic is that? With her and her two backup dancers, and yep. they have like the fringe on. The fringe on the dresses and they're like shaking and it's I mean, a little it's a little like Motowny, like the way they're Motown-y. dancing, but, very but rhythm and but, blues. Yeah, but just yeah. rock and roll. Yeah, baby. She's awesome, dude. Yeah. We can again we could do a whole show. So all God right. St. Tina. Yep. All right. And the last one that I had, this like top tier people I want to talk about. I think we kind of added them a little late. And I don't even think I have anything on the playlist from them. And that was Stevie Nicks. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, just another person. I don't even have any notes on her. Just another person who's been around for a long time. Famous with their, you know, the dysfunction of Fleetwood Mac, man, is just legendary. I mean, she's just so such a phenomenal singer. She was just here with Billy. She was just in Philadelphia with Billy Joel a couple of weeks ago. And uh, I had this like set of women come through the bar, like all these girl, her girl and her girlfriends, they're all dressed like Stevie Nicks, like, like the, witch. like the flowing. Yeah. Like with the like and... shawl on or whatever. Yeah. They were pretty okay. hot. They were pretty hot. But, um, I, you know, Stevie Nicks, I, I, I hate to say it, dude, she slept her way to the top. I've said a couple times, I want to do something on who's more dysfunctional. Fleetwood Mac or the Mamas and the Papas, and you you've always been like, I'm going on vacation that day. Good luck. Yeah. Um, yeah. She's so not a I, I know you don't like Mick Fleetwood. I think he's an awful drummer. I don't even yeah. know how, how they named a band after him. Fuck, he's awful. He's 
fucking so bad. He's the last thing that anybody thinks about in that band. He sucks. I I like them a little more than you do, but um, yeah. I, I've had t- I had tickets to see them one time, and I was uh, I had to sell them because I was like I was flying home from Texas for work like that day, and I was like, if my flight gets delayed, I'm not gonna be able to go, and I just I just sold them. But Lindsey Buckingham's the shit. He's great. He's a fucking underrated guitar player, man. You know, which was great was um, when Fleetwood Mac came back for that MTV special, The Dance. That was a great um, show. The, the CD was really popular. I remember Sold that being on TV. That was on TV all the time. Yeah. I mean, half the uh, camera work was on was on Mick of Fleetwood. I don't know why. <laughs> but, you know, um, pull that up, man. Pull that album up and play Landside off of that. It's really uh, uh, wonderful. Well, I've been afraid of changing Cause I built my life around you But time makes you bolder Children get older I'm getting older too No bullshit, dude. That's a great fucking song. Yeah, dude, that's a song that uh, I didn't like a lot when I was younger. But now that I'm pushing fifty, I'm uh, yeah, I'm I'm sitting here in my pub shed, and on the wall I have a picture of uh, my family when we met Springsteen, and I'm looking at it right now as the song was playing, and my kids are. It was ten years ago, so my kids are so much younger looking, and I don't have gray hair in my beard like I do now. And uh, yeah, that line about like getting older is just uh, yeah. This song definitely gets a lot heavier to me as I as I get as I age. Yeah, she's a great singer. I mean, she had that great song with Tom Petty too, man. Yeah, Stop pushing my, my heart, heart around, around or whatever. Pushing my heart around, yeah. She really tried hard to join Tom Petty permanently. Like, really tried hard, and they were like, "Get hmm. the fuck out of here!" Like, I swear to God, she she really it was in Tom Petty's. Uh, that two-part doc yeah that two-part documentary how she tried to get in a band he's like no it's a boys club go away i swear to god he was like it's a boys club oh but um now that Lindsay buckingham is not playing with fleetwood mac tom petty's guitar player is playing with them now glenn campbell or i I know who you're talking about yeah, yeah yeah Mike Campbell. That's it. Mike Campbell plays for Fleetwood Mac now, which is pretty weird. But hey, what are you going to do? Right. And Fleetwood Mac has been always, you know, they're sleeping with each other. They're dysfunctional. They're shit. They're writing songs about how much they hate each other. And uh, oh. it's kind of but remarkable, that, dude. But that that's, they... what make, but that's what makes the band successful is that chemistry. What's her name? Just died, too. Sarah McVee or whatever she she just passed Christy away. Christy Mc, yeah, Christy McVee, yeah, yeah, she just passed away. Yep. Well, that's the thing too. It's like so many of these artists, man. It's they're they're getting older. They're I'm getting there. older too. Right. Right. Like I, you know, shit. I sold those tickets to go see them like ten years ago, and I never got the chance again. And you know, they'll 
even if they oh, you'll never or... see Mick Fleetwood play the drums. <laughs> Probably uh, not. Womp, what womp. a shame. All right. Maybe uh maybe we take a break. Yeah, let then... me uh refresh myself and okay. You know, I, I still we'll... got we have a list of like 40 fucking artists still. <laughs> we can do... yeah, we we'll can speed read it through it. Yeah, we can uh move through it quickly and just kind of touch on all of them and uh you know we'll take it from there. All right, guys, stick around. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Prisoners of Rock and Roll is sponsored by McCusker's Tavern at 17th and Shunk Streets in Philadelphia. There's something for everyone on the beer list and the jukebox at McCusker's. It's minutes from the sports stadiums in Philly, making it a great place to stop by for a few drinks before or after a concert or a game. Come see for yourself why everyone from Philadelphia Magazine to Playboy has called it one of the best dive bars in the city. Visit them at 17th and Shunk Streets in Philadelphia or on Facebook. That's McCusker's Tavern. A good pair of socks are like a tattoo, a psychologist, or a divorce attorney. Good ones ain't cheap, and cheap ones ain't good. That's why we're so excited to Prisoners of Rock and Roll, sponsored by our friends over at Bold Foot Socks. I love Bold Foot Socks because they're comfortable and they look good. I've said on the show a few times that I like musicians who are just good people. Well, I feel the same way about companies I do business with. Bold Foot Socks are made in America. They're veteran-owned. And they give 5% of all their proceeds to veteran charities. So when you're done listening to the show, go over to boldfoot.com and check them out. Actually, I was looking on their social media the other day. And the team from Boldfoot, they went up to Colorado and they ran a marathon. And they were showing, they were talking about how it started. Uh, there was a hailstorm before they started running. And then it was snowing during it. And I'm like, oh, wow, no, no, thank you. That's um, like some real man shit. Or some yeah. real, like, not man shit, but like right, real right. tough, tough person. Yes. Yep. Iron, iron people, whatever. Yeah. Well, Josh from Boldfoot runs those like 50 mile races, 100 mile races. Like, those are, you know, crazy, you know, super long distance. And, uh, and Josh from Boldfoot, he's going to be in Philly in a month. And I think we got, we got something on the calendar to, uh, grab beers with him at McCusker's. 
Oh, it's great. I'll have to give him a Custer shirt. I don't know what his size is, but um, I like him do a run and have like a prisoner of rock and roll t-shirt. Like when he runs or, you know, like, Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. They're, they're still working on uh they're making a custom pair of prisoners of rock and roll socks for us with our logo on it. So they're super nice guys. And he's a, uh, he's a big fan. I said, he's going to be in Philadelphia in a couple of weeks. And we made plans to meet up with him with uh, Josh and his girlfriend down at the bar, grab a couple cold ones. He's uh he's very excited to see the legendary McCusker's Tavern. So, Hey, I wake up every morning and I said, I can't wait to get to the McCusker's. You had, dude, I, <laughs> I was looking on Facebook today and I saw that you had one of the bushwhackers from the WWE was in your bar with the blue meanie. Oh, really? That's news to me. Yeah. So well, it was when like, was uh, that? I think yesterday, this afternoon. I don't, you, oh, really? You, Nobody told you, me anything. Your brother it. was posting it. The guy just walked in. I was like, holy shit. Oh, well, uh, see what I miss when I'm not there. Right, right. So you're sitting here wasting your time with me. You should be. No, yeah. Down I'm the bar. myself. Oh, I'm reading. I'm reading. <laughs> I'm hanging out. I'm trying to do right. shit. And I could have been hanging out with the bushwhacker. Trying to further yourself intellectually, and you're missing yeah, all of the bushwhackers. Yeah, I'm not drinking anymore, really. And uh, right, wow. See, see what happens. I'm trying to culture myself, and there's real <laughs> culture going on. Right, shit. Ah, uh, okay. Let's get back into it, man. All right. So I have a really long list of artists that are in the this bucket, and I could start running through them. And maybe there's some you want to pull over and talk about. But uh, I'm sure I'll have a little insight about a lot of them. Yeah, so there's a couple that I, at first I said, I think we need to talk about briefly. And the okay. first one was the Go-Go's. Yes, we've talked about the Go-Go's before. Yes. They were nominated Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. We talked about them and Belinda Carlisle being such a goddamn mess. You know, yes. something she never got over. Still, all-female rock and roll band. Wrote a lot of hits. Very cool. They, they were a party band. Like, they show that girls can party too and we have in all these other uh well i well no even heart i mean heart is the two sisters but they have other people in the band playing like drums and bass and shit yeah. like that that aren't female so this is a all-female rock and roll band yeah so, they were they started as a hardcore band belinda carlisle was a singer to a hardcore band and um we talked about that in the punk episode yeah, and uh, you know, there's pictures of her with Henry Rollins and stuff like that singing. I, I believe she was one of the singers for Black Flag. I, I think we. I talk, think you're right. Yeah, like she sang for Black Flag for a hot minute. Obviously, I don't. I don't think anybody else remembered that either. But yeah, Go Go's. They did Vacation. They had uh, Our Lips Are Seal. Yep, we got the beat. Yeah, maybe. I, I mean, we, you you hear we got the beat, and I think of uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Yeah, absolutely. Just classic 80s thing. You probably don't need to play anything from it. We talked about them a couple of times, played some other songs. Yeah. Another another band, uh, all females, though, that we have not talked about uh, 66 episodes in, and that's the Bangles. Love the Bangles, man. Manic Monday. Yes. I'm I mean, they play. had a lot of songs. Um, obviously, Walk Like an Egyptian was so huge. Such a like a culture iconish thing, walk like an Egyptian. Yeah. Um Susanna Hoffs is so hot, cute. To this day, she looks great. There's always uh it comes up a lot on the internet now, like pictures of her. She's the same age as Madonna. And they'll be like, here's a picture of Madonna, 
at whatever 60 something and madonna looks like like shit you know all the plastic in her and then here's Susanna hoffs at the same age who looks very natural and just aging gracefully right just aging gracefully totally different uh, perspectives of their lives and the uh, amount of plastic they're shooting in their faces but um i think we talked about the before but i want to mention that prince wrote manic monday yeah you did say that before Let's play a little bit of that. We have, yeah, because you, you, know. you could totally hear it's a Prince song. Like you could yeah. totally hear it being in Purple Rain or something. And Walk Like an Egyptian is such an '80s kind of thing, but Manic we don't Monday have to hear is it. A, yeah, yeah, Manic Monday is a great song. Yeah, play a little bit of that. I would love to hear Prince sing that song, like a version of him singing it. That'd be fucking dynamite. He has done it. Really? Yeah. There was a, actually, he released a video for it. Could we hear like two seconds of it? Yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. So there's an album, a Prince album out called Originals. That is all the songs that he wrote for other artists. Oh, yeah. And, but it, but it's him. It's him recording them like they're all demos and shit like that. Really? Is nothing yeah. compared to you on there? Uh, I don't know. This is the first. It's in the. You- I'm going to have to look it up. Prince made an album like all the songs that he I'm going to look it up when we get done. Because he wrote so many fucking great songs for other people. Jungle Love, Manic Monday, Dear Michelangelo. Yeah, Nothing Compares to You. Huh. Okay. All right, cool. I'm going to listen to it. Yeah, look at that, man. I learned something. Word up. Sweet. All right. Uh, what else did I got in here? The band Scandal, Patty Smythe. They're cool. I don't know anything about them. This is new. Uh, here, you know the song. Hang on. Uh, this is Goodbye to You. Great fucking song, man. Makes me want to listen. Makes me want to watch eighties movies. Yeah, that's they also did that song, The Warrior. Like I am the oh, Warrior. Yeah. So what's the name yeah. of the band? Scandal with Patty Smythe. Okay, Patty Smythe. Okay, I she's married. That... She's married to John McEnroe. <laughs> not that, not Somebody that it, had to do it, <laughs> right? Not that it matters, but John's the man, though. He is. He's a big music guy. Yeah. He uh he does some guest hosts on Sirius every once in a while. Yeah, I love John McEnroe. He's the man. 
All right. What else on here? Other band, the Plasmatics. We talked about Wendy Williams in the punk episode. Yeah. I thought it was worth just mentioning them. No, she was a maniac. I mean, she was totally, she was mayhem on a microphone. Right. Performing topless and all kinds of other shit. And then uh, tragically uh, committed suicide. Shot herself. Yeah. In the head. She would bring like a sledgehammer and sledgehammer and uh, TV sets while they're plugged in. She like drove a car through a wall. She did like all like extreme sports stuff before it was extreme sports. That total destructive uh, punk rock kind of thing that we we talked about so much in the punk rock episode. But yeah, I don't think it's a band that a whole lot of people know about, but it was worth mentioning her again. Um, Yeah, I mean, if if you're a punk rocker, uh, you know who Wendy Williams is and Wendy O. Williams. But she was more performance art more than anything. You know, totally she'd bring a, yeah, she'd bring a chainsaw out and just chainsaw a guitar in half. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. you know, her, her. I don't know if you ever read or heard anything of her last days on Earth. It's really, really sad. I did. When we did the punk rock episode, I read a lot about her and her suicide. And it was rather sad. She like she put a pillowcase over her head. So nobody would see the the mess after she shot herself and left kind of a sad note saying like, you know, don't, don't look underneath here and shit like that. It was, it was sad. Fuck man, guys, you can always get help out right. there. There's always help. There's always someone you can turn to to talk to. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Uh, I'm not going to play any of her music because we already, we played it a couple times and there's so many other things uh, to cover here. I put the Pointer Sisters on here. Yeah. Jump, baby. All right. Jump. And I'm so excited. Yeah. I'm, just... I'm so excited, man. You know what I think of when I hear I'm so excited? What? It was when, um, what was that TV show? Uh, Saved by uh, the Bell? That's it. When Kelly's singing all that shit and she's like, oh. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Well, she's taking speed the whole time. And, uh, no, you don't remember? No, I, d- I don't, but uh, well, uh, maybe I'll fuck? think about it right now. So I'll play 30 seconds of it. All right. Yeah, they're great. They had a handful of hits and no, they were huge. They were on like soda commercials. Yep. You know, they were a gospel group at first. Yeah, another group that they all all kind of drug problems and all kinds of other, you know, oh, any I'm other sure. rock and roll. I'm sure. Yep. Moving on. I had the I put the Supremes on here. Of course. Yeah, they yeah, were man. shit, man. Diana Ross like, is awesome. I mean, just the, the name Supremes, you, you really don't have to say much. I mean, they, they were such iconic starters of women in, in rock and roll. I mean, even though their music wasn't so-called rock and roll, they were still making an edge, bringing, you know, black people to pop music. Out of all those b- bands on Motown, 
they sold more records than any of the other more than the oh yeah. sure you know that huge roster of artists you know we talked about them in the motown episode just uh i mean yeah, you have the, somebody like diana ross i mean she crossed over like you know parents were listening to the supremes like just not the kids were sure the parents were listening to it at the same time sure all right i'm not gonna play any of their music because again I, I just want to keep moving but i want to acknowledge it uh, you know they're so important and there's i still have another 30 artists on the know i got some more modern stuff um well modern within the last 30 years but uh the first one i put on here was alanis alanis morissette yeah alanis is cool i mean she's she just bitches as a that so album much, i mean man. that 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 song was so was a little edgy, right? The whole like I, you know, it's a great album. Bitter Pill is a great album. Too. Yeah, she kind of flamed out. She got a little like, uh, she got a little hippie-ish, right? With that album, like Thank You and Thank You India, Thank You whatever. Yeah, I mean, she had, of course, she had a great drummer. She had Taylor Hawkins as her drummer. Yeah, yeah. and that I mean, shit, that album, man, was. I mean, we were working in the music store when that came out. That thing blew that up was huge. so friggin' fast. That album so had to gone diamond. It was it was enormous. I remember it being on like the top twenty wall for like two years straight. Yeah, it was crazy. The Breeders I put on here, they were oh cool. yeah, they were great. Cannonball, right? Yeah, the Breeders were uh shit. What was they were the was, Sugar Cubes? No, not the Sugar Cubes. No, she um, was in we the Pixies. We talk about this Pixies. every time we their band comes up. Yeah, we can never figure it out, right? Right, we always forget it. Dude, the Breeders were awesome. They're touring behind that album. It's like the 30 year anniversary of that album. And they're there. I don't know. It was on my Facebook. I mean, maybe the Fillmore in Philly, and they're going to play that album like front to back. Can you play Cannonball? Yeah, dude. Here you go. Rock on. song is so grungy it's so it's very 90s sounding it's still rocks though i love that bass line it yeah rocks. it is yeah it's it's funky i put the cranberries on here dolores o'reardon yeah they I, rock yeah you know we kind of we talked about them before yeah um, they're not my favorite yeah. i give it up to the irish you know she was beautiful her voice was beautiful i hate that song zombie I really don't like her voice on other songs, but you have to give it up to them. They were huge. Yeah, Zombie was one of those, like, I don't know, man. When bands I can live, I can live the rest of my life without hearing that song again. When bands turn left and try to go hard, it was like a, it reminded me when REM did the monster album, like and they tried to be more I rock. That and was roll. the only good album they ever had. Oh my god, I fucking hate that album. No, that's Green's a good album. Green's a good album. But, yeah, I I, I like automatic for the people too. I know we've talked yeah. you know, before we were uh, labeled as Kate Bush haters. We hated on REM, REM first, but yeah, <laughs> but the good old days. Yeah. Right. Right. You know, what I put on your Evanescence that Amy yeah. Lee dude. She yeah. can friggin sing. Oh I my haven't God. heard anything from them in a long time. I haven't. Either. I don't know let if me, they're still together. Let me play 30 seconds to bring me to life. And then I'll look on Wikipedia, see what their discography says. But here you go. 
Yeah, crank it up, dude. Yeah, she's really something. Um, I think I read before she was an opera singer, before she joined like this band and started singing rock and roll. Hmm. She's definitely trained. She definitely yeah, has a yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Like technically she knows how to sing. Yeah. They put out an yeah. album in 2017, they put out an album in 2021. I, I'm with you. I haven't followed their career very well, very much. No, but, but it's cool that they're still out there. Yeah. You know? Yeah, she has a really, really cool voice. Um, yeah, I know they have a following. You know who else has a really good voice that I like is Florence and the Machine. Yes, they are a great band. I, I like her. Florence, very, uh, Florence Welsh. I like her voice a lot. Yes, they are a good band. I hold something against them. But yes, you they hold are something good. against them. Yeah. You know, you know um, personal shit, but I don't like their music. But I, I address them being a great band. They are. She's unbelievable. She did a duet song with somebody I really liked. All right. Well, yeah, we don't have to play anything from it. Just no, uh, play I, something. I think okay. she's great. I think they're okay. awesome. All right. I got uh, I had a song on here that I really like. Uh, shake it out. There you go. There's a little bit of a gospel vibe in that. I just, I really like that song. Yeah, they're great. You know, I just, her music is heartbreaking. That's why I don't like it. Okay, that's fair Fair enough. It's, it's okay. very heartbreaking, her her music. It, it makes me, you know, I don't know. Okay, it's, that's, and I get it. I totally get it. Yeah, I'm, she's that good. She's heartbreaking. I, I listened to that song a lot when I was uh, going through my divorce from my first wife, so. Maybe that's why I find it uplifting because it helped maybe because it is depressing. It helped me through some dark times. But yeah, I I had a girlfriend who loved Lawrence and Machine. I just oh, she loved them. I can't do it anymore. It brings the, too much memories back. There are certain artists that when you somebody leaves your life, they take that music with them and you can't listen to it anymore. Oh, yeah. There's so much. to. There's so much. Okay, we'll just move on. Uh, garbage. I put garbage on here, dude. Shirley Manson, man. She's awesome. What else is? I mean, they've been around a long fucking time. Yeah, they're still touring, and they're uh, just here. They're coming here. They're they're on yeah. tour with Noel Gallagher at the moment from Oasis. Yeah, they're yeah, they, they were, were cool. they're playing the Man Music Center in Philadelphia. Three uh, music producers, one of which is Butch Vig, who produced Nevermind. Yes. Yeah, they're a great and band. And Shirley Manson, who came from another band. She's very out. She's an outspoken. They said we called ourselves garbage because Hootie and the Blowfish was already taken. That's a so the, the, the next best thing was called ourselves garbage. Yeah, they were cool. Like, they, you know, the whole goth thing and, and everything else. And uh, 
I'm only happy when it rains. Yeah, they had a lot of hits, and she was uh, she was in that that Terminator series. She acted a little bit. Was she in the Terminator series? Yeah, like that Sarah Connor series, like ten years ago. It was on TV. She was in that. But, oh well. Yeah, I'm a big fan of hers, but uh, you know, she's you know, Scottish. Yes, I she's when I when they when I was in college, I was like she could just read the phone book, and I'd yes. be like she's just you know that yeah. accent, and she was. Very attractive and just, you know, big, big fan. She don't um, fuck around either, man. She does a little punk rock uh, vibe to her a little yeah, bit. Yeah, absolutely. The Interrupters, I, I talked about them before and you guys were kind of shit trash. I don't know who me. they are. I saw them open for Flogging Molly. It's a punk. They're a punk band and their singer is woman, Amy Interrupter. And uh, it's kind of ska punk music. And when I saw them, I just thought it was really cool because she was smiling the entire time. She's interacting with all the kids in the audience. Oh, that's cool. I like that. Yeah. It's, uh, here's a song called She's Kerosene. I think I played this song before, but here you go. Very, very ska kind of sounding. Very ska. Yeah. It's a girl. I, I like them. That's a yeah, girl it's singer. A, yeah. It's a girl singer. Well, wow, sounds like a dude. Yeah. I had no idea who they were. And I said, I saw them open for Flocking Molly and I was like, oh, it's pretty cool. Like, they sound you know. fun. Were they fun? They, yes. Fun is a great way to describe it. So they were the other guys in the band were running around like dancing and jumping and just having a, having a good time. Just rock and roll. Can't go wrong with that, bro. Not at all. I had two bands on here that I think are probably wrong for me to like put them together, like Flyleaf and Paramore. I'll be the judge of that. Who are they? Flyleaf. Flyleaf. Here, let me play. All right. So you're having the same reaction I am. Like it's, I just like two bands that are kind of modern and have the same, they both have female singers. Here's Flyleaf. This is a song called I'm So Sick. Okay. That's pretty interesting. It's like it has these verses that are almost like Britney Spears like and then it has a Yeah, it's like a seven dust kind of sound to it. Yeah, but female it definitely singer. has like this pop girl singer part to it. I don't know. Yeah. I I don't I don't listen to them at all, but Where'd you find them at? Uh I just I know the name just from being into music, but uh, I think my daughter actually suggested we put that on the playlist. Same with Paramore. I think Paramore is a little more poppy sounding, but let me I think this I've is heard a, of them, Paramore. This is the song called Still Into You.
That's so yeah. bad. Reminds you know what me, that made me? It sound reminds like? me a Levine. Yeah, that's exactly what I was just about to say. Oh God, so cookie cutter skater boy song kind of shit. You know what? Let, let's talk about her for a second. I put the playlist. I put Avril Levine on the playlist because she's also like somebody at a record label made a decision that we're going to market her as punk rock. Oh, when right? she first like, came you know, out. Oh, yeah. Right. It was like, cause she was like, oh, she's wearing Chuck Taylors and she would have like, you know, the, she was uh, cute. Yeah. Right. But like the dark makeup. And it was like, she was so far from punk. It was like, she was just totally a product of some record label, like marketing guy. Yeah. Oh yeah. And she just got wrapped up in, like, I almost don't, I, I don't blame her. Somebody was, trying to shape her image and it was sure. pretty shitty. No, she's just a kid. She's just a kid. Right. She was like 16 years old. Yeah. So. I mean, somebody was telling her something what to do and how to right. look, how to talk, how to God, you know, when you're that young and a pop machine has you, the pop machine will turn you into anything they want. Exactly. That's totally exactly right. All right. I think that's, oh, you know what, dude? I have a couple artists that I wanted to talk about that were like early pioneers. And I was texting you this yeah, week. Yeah, I saw, I saw a few on there that I recognized and I thought, yeah, wow, that's a good example. Yeah. Like the real early, like early, 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 like 40s and 50s. So the first one was Big Mama Thornton. And I want to, you yes. know, it's important to talk about like women have been involved in the history of rock and roll from the very beginning. And Big Mama Thornton actually wrote the song Hound Dog. And Elvis's version was a cover. Yes. And uh, it, it's a dude, it's awesome. So yeah. here's, here's a little bit of that. Man, what a dude. <laughs> oh, man. That is she's so cool. It. Man. Uh, some and of the she's guys, playing guitar on that. She's ripping it. And some of the guys playing backup for her include Muddy Waters, wow. Buddy Guy. Wow. I mean, just, yeah. Fucking awesome. Uh, and she was like, she was six feet tall. She was, she weighed two bills. She had a big uh, a gap between her two front teeth. Yeah. Just awesome awesome rock and roll man and the other one i wanted to talk about was sister rosetta tharp and she was a guitar player that came up in like the 30s and 40s but she played the guitar and she was one of the first people to put like distortion on everything and like uh it guys like the real early rock and rollers like jerry lee lewis and johnny cash and all those guys said like they looked at her like she was an influence and uh so here's a little bit of what a song that I hear. Don't take everybody to be your friend. This Ooh, is really this is I really like cool. That. Yeah, here you go. And she was like kind of a gospel bluesy singer because there was no rock and roll when this well, that's came where out, it all man. came from anyway. Absolutely. Here you go. Yeah, man.
That's her playing the guitar. Dude, you know what she is, right? She's a motherfucker. Oh, yeah. She's a motherfucker, man. You hear that? She went on tour with Muddy Waters in the 60s and uh, Clapton, Jeff Beck, and Keith Richards have all said that that was a holy shit moment for them seeing her play yeah, guitar. Man. And it's like, I, I don't think imagine. A, lot of, a lot of people have no idea who she is. I never mean, heard of her. People, she's lost in history, man. Right. They, they got to put people like her in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, I don't know if she's in the. She is. She was put in, in okay. 2018 as one of those early influencers. Okay. But I was like, shit, dude, like a like a woman who was born in 1915 shredding. And so she was one of the first people to uh, play the electric guitar. She was one of the first people to use like distortion on her guitar. And she's an African-American woman again and just largely forgotten. She had a sound, man. The Absolutely, sound. man. Yeah. Said there's like you said, it was like rock and roll didn't even exist yet. No, but she was she was playing guitar like she was rock and roll. Yeah. That was really cool. That was one of those when I uncovered that doing all this research. I'm like, holy shit. I, I love that doing the show. Like you find something that you've never heard before. Hey, man, she played guitar just like Chuck Berry would. Like decades before Chuck Berry. I think that's it. I had some other artists on here that I just I uncovered. Like, I mean, there are so many we, we didn't talk yeah. about, which is fine with me. I mean, do we really need to talk about like... um? Whitney Houston again. Do we need, right. we need to talk about Mama Cass? Do we, do we need to talk about Donna Summers? Uh, we, you know, the you only know, one like, we probably missed was Hole. Like I don't I, want to talk know, about her. I don't either. But she's I mean, not worth. She's not worth talking about. Just in, we want to talk but, about somebody slept their way to the top. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I I don't like her. I don't like the music. But I did have one other thing too, and that was on all female cover bands. And I don't have any other music, but I just found like a list of there are bands that will go out of all girls and they'll just be like, instead of the Ramones, they're the Ramonas. Wow. So I have like okay. I have a list and I'm like, we could probably do a show on this, too. So there's and these Hell's, are all these are all cover bands. Yeah. So there's Hell's Bells, like like Southern AC Bell, DC. ACDC, Les Zeppelin. Oh, wow. Judas Priestess, Black Sabbath. The Ramonas, the Iron Maidens, and Pris instead of Kiss. And I'm like, I, I didn't listen to any of their music. I just saw it all. And I'm like, that's I'm pretty- sure they're killer. They're going to go sure- out there and they right. must kill. I saw the, AC, the ACDC girls. band. They were like the one girl was in the schoolgirl outfit, like uh, hot. Uh, what's his face? Was? Angus. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I was like, again, yeah, maybe maybe that's a show one time, like the female cover bands of all these classic rock artists. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that's it, dude. I think we we covered shit two hours. We we gave a primer on. I mean, women we, who didn't, rock. We, we didn't talk about Kate Bush. We didn't talk about uh, Fiona Apple. We didn't talk about um, Fiona was a good one, dude. Yeah, um, we didn't talk about who else do we hate? Salt and oh, well, Salt and Pepper was a was a rock. We don't hate them. No, 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 them. but. They Veruca were definitely Salt. something Bruca Salt. I was thinking of her. Um, I don't know. The list can just go on and on and on, but you know, yeah, we can we, be here we, all night. There's certain things that we could talk about, and you know, other I think a lot of like if we talk about like Pink and Gwen, Gwen Stefani and all that stuff, it's just like poser stuff. 
Like I don't yeah. I don't want to necessarily talk about posers. Yeah, Gwen Stefani was a good one we could have covered. Uh, yeah, the, the, the playlist, I'm looking at it right now. It's got three and a half hours of music on it. So shit, we could be here all night talking about stuff. But alas, we have other things that we need to cover. We need to talk about Carly Simon. That right. Was a good one. Carly Simon, PJ Harvey was a good one. Who else on here? Oh, you know, fucking, I wanted to talk about too. We didn't with Susan Tradesky. Oh, she's unbelievable. Yeah. I, you know what? We're going to back up. We're going to fucking talk about her because I was listening oh, to her yeah. a lot last her week. Band, her husband's yeah. unbelievable. Dark yeah. Trucks. Dark trucks. And yeah. uh, I was, I, I knew who she was. I had never listened to a lot of her music and I was listening to it last week when I was at work. And I'm like, dude, this is fucking great. Yes. They are unbelievable. Yeah. Here's a uh, back to the river by Susan Tedeschi. some fucking killer shit bro that is funky that is bluesy that's got some gospel in it she can friggin' sing she can play guitar i she reminds me of um never mind bruce i'm sorry okay that's all right i i had a vibe like i thought it was like very black oh joan osborne joan yes 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 her very joan osborne yes yes i thought that too yeah we we could have talked about her yeah we didn't talk about joan osborne just you know women rock too man all good man said there's a whole bunch of groups we didn't talk about but i mean you know. shit cindy lopper we i mean yep. we, we obviously talked about her before and man there's so many yep so take that kate bush fans yeah no all right let's move on to the other half of the show gotta do it gotta do it Yep. Second thoughts. All right. We got some we got an email from a guy named Darren Highland. He said, Dear prisoners of rock and roll, I just listened to your episode on the history of jazz and I absolutely loved it. I admit I didn't know much about jazz, so I learned a lot. I appreciated how you traced the evolution through from its roots in African-American music to its modern incarnation. You did a great job of highlighting some of the most important musicians. It's really cool that you guys are called the prisoners of rock and roll, but are willing to talk about other types of music. It makes your podcast more interesting and informative than a lot of the others that are out there. Keep up the good work. Yours in music, Darren. Thank you, Darren. Thank you, dude. I uh, offered to send him some stickers. So, Yeah, man, we love all kinds of different music and no genre is too big for us to tackle. I mean, I'm a huge jazz guy, so, you know. I, but even I, if the, yeah, you know, even if there's shit that we don't normally listen to, we're like, yeah, dude, let's we'll give jump into it and learn about it. Sure. Yeah, man. With, with there's nothing taboo with me and Bruce. Right on. And then we got one more feedback around our hair metal. Did hair metal save rock and roll? This was Darth Fungus 2436 on YouTube. Hair metal saved rock and roll. The only thing those bands saved is the hairspray industry. Did you ever notice how the hole in the ozone layer closed up once hair metal died? Keep up the good work. 
thank you. Thanks for listening. At least he said, keep up the good work. I like that. That's positive. Okay. Music news. I got a couple. I got three stories. So the first one, Kiss's final shows. So Gene Simmons recently said that he actually invited Ace Frehley and Peter Chris to perform at the band's final shows in December. And they both said no, that they will not participate. So Yeah, because they probably want to get paid. Right. And they're always fighting. And I, the next final shows that they do in five years, they'll maybe they'll come back. Um, I know shot in hell. Yeah. Uh, two other things. One, Little Uzi Vert. So the rapper Little Uzi Vert released a new album called The Pink Tapes on June 30th. And the way the numbers are trending, since all 26 songs on the album are currently on the Spotify Top 100, the album is going to hit number one. And that's only interesting because it will be the first hip hop album to go number one this year. And it's July. So I'm like, what else has been going number one during the year that hip hop hasn't been number one? What is it? Little Uzi Vert is like a rapper. I never heard of him. I've heard the name. I don't know any of his. We could probably put him in a fucking electric chair. It wouldn't matter. But I just thought it was interesting that like here we are in July and a hip hop album hasn't been number one yet this year. So I'm kind of like, well, what the hell has been number one all year? Like if rock and roll is dead and hip hop is a big deal, who's had all the number one albums for the year? It's probably been like crossover country albums or like Taylor Swift or. Yeah. And. I'll I'll look into that before the next episode and come report back. I just I thought it was interesting because I just assumed that hip hop was always at the top of the charts. But I find out hip hop is like a, I hate to say it, the term hip hop is dying because the rap music is like trap music. It's not even hip hop. Hip hop's dying thing in my in, I I mean it's I hope it's around forever. I don't want it to fucking go anywhere, but it seems like hip hop is losing its um, identity and popularity. It's de- I mean, it's auto tuned to shit. So when I, I was driving home from Boy Scout camp. I had the kids in my, you know, four kids in my truck and uh, they were taught whatever they wanted to play on the speaker. And I'm like, man, hip modern hip hop just got so much goddamn auto tune on it and all this it's garbage. And, and then the kid, it was awesome. The kids were like, uh, Go ahead, ask Mr. Kramer. And when I was like, uh, Mr. Kramer, was John Lennon a good person? Wow, that's a deep question. And I was like, well, what makes you think he wasn't a good person? And they had this whole conversation. They were sitting in camp one night listening to the Beatles and they were talking about how John Lennon, like, I heard John Lennon was like really mean to his first wife. And I was like, you guys are going, you guys are going deep. We could give John Lennon ship bag of the week if we want. Yeah, John to. Lennon, John, yeah, we ship do, bag we of the sure week. Dun, dun, dun. No, I'm trying to explain to these like 13 and 14 year olds that like, yeah, John Lennon wasn't a really nice dude to his wife and was abusive and had a drug addiction problem. But I was like, I thought it was awesome that they, they were asking me like, hey, we're talking about the Beatles. What do you think of John Lennon? But anyway, like, what do you think of him as a person? Like, not even about music. It was like. Right. Musically, he was a genius. Personally, he was not a nice dude. He was a jerk. Yeah. And then the last thing I had, the last music news story I had, and I sent this to you the other day, was the uh, Elvis doing Baby Got Back. Oh, God. So some, some Instagram account used AI to make 
it sound like if Elvis did Baby Got Back by uh, Sir Mix a Lot. And it sounds like Elvis. It's unreal. And we talked about this before. Like, what what the fuck? What doors are going to get opened by all this like technology and other kind of stuff? Like, you could make oh, here's the new Roy Orbison album. Yeah, you know, with with computers, it's crazy. And let me let me play a little bit of it because it really does sound like Elvis. And when a girl walks in with an itty bitty weight stand around in the end of your face, you get sprung. You get sprung. Oh, well, you get sprung. Deep in the jeans she's wearing, I looked and I can't stop staring. Baby got back. My anaconda don't want none unless she got back a I can't even laugh at that. That's the dumbest fucking shit. I know. I can't even laugh at that. It's so fucking stupid. But it does sound like Elvis. It's it's a shame. I don't even know what the fuck they're doing. But it's like in, in 20 years, where what are you where are you gonna draw the line? Right? It's like but just not with music, they're gonna do it with movies too. Like I read that Bruce Willis put out a white a, a license on his face so AI can use his face and make movies. Like in the future. Right. Well, like those, uh, you know, I'm probably going to get up tomorrow morning, go see the Indiana Jones movie. And like, and he's been all like, you know, de-aged like digitally. Yeah. Like, yeah. What's to say you can't make five more of those movies with him? I'm all about it. I love Indiana Jones, babe. I, I do. Well, I, I love the first I, three. I, I, yeah. The fourth one sucked and I'm on the fence bringing the it. One. I don't care. I love it. Harrison Ford's the greatest actor ever. I was saying it to my wife. I'm like, I, I'm the dope. I will keep going to see Indiana Me Jones too. movies. But I will be sitting right next to you. I don't care. But it's like, yeah, with all that technology, it's like the uh, when, when there was that hologram thing a couple years ago, it was like Buddy Holly, sure. Roy Orbison together. Tupac. Like now it's right, right. Tupac. And like, where does it where does it end? It's the future. What's to say like uh, shit? Richie Valens estate says he's going to re- we're going to have somebody write an album. We're going to digitally record it. And I own the rights to it. So then we're going to, it's going to sound like him and it's okay. Or Biggie Smalls or, or what? anybody. Yeah. Like, when, you know, it's just, where, where does it end? Where does it stop? Where does it stop being like, it's bad taste. Even legally. It's like, I mean, there's probably no laws around all that shit either. Right. There's I'm no, sure. there's, the, the copyright sure. laws are probably still way behind the times and, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be really interesting the next couple of years what happens with music and all that shit. But I'm tired know. of everybody making jokes out of music, man. Like just like that. That's a fucking joke. Like Elvis doing baby got back. Right. I'm Some tired of jokes and music music, man. I'm tired of it. But what's to say, like, you know, whoever, you know, the Graceland estate goes, okay, cool. Well, we'll we'll allow it if you pay us, and then we get oh yeah. You know, we get 75 cents on the dollar of that. More power to them if they can, you know, if that song gets big enough where they can have to the, the, uh, catch in on, God bless them. Or all those artists that have been selling the rights to their music, like, you know, uh, could you sell the right? Could Springsteen sell the rights to his voice and his image? And, you know, sure. If those guys, you know, Roy Orbison or any of those artists that have been dead for a long, like Buddy Holly, like, you know, okay, yeah. cool. Here's a new Buddy Holly album. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, like, I don't like it. I don't either. Again, we could do a whole show on that. Like just 
ripoff music. The, the music industry just going batshit, but we've been talking for two and a half hours and we can't uh you know we can't be here forever. So all right, the electric chair. So the electric chair is a uh segment we do every episode where we kill a song for being terrible. And you, sir, had a really good one. I did. Today. I was just watching the latest vacation movie that they mm-hmm. re- like a reboot. Oh. And they make a big deal out of that seal song, Kissed by a Rose. That song is so fucking bad, dude. It's oh god. Was this this Have was a Batman, that? right? It was Batman Forever. Uh, that was a great soundtrack. Yeah, U2 was on it. Method Man. Yeah. This song, I I like Seal. Huge. I like that first album was great. Crazy oh, was Crazy cool. is a great song. This song, man, is so fuck, man. This is uh what's that other song I can't stand? I believe I can fly by R. Kelly. Yeah. Like the shitty nineties. Oh. But I never understood who likes this song. Who like who made this a hit? People actually like, sit down and like I like this song enough to know the words to it all. So dumb. The words are so dumb. My eyes become the light that you shine can be It was actually uh, uh, so I'm, I'm googling it as it's listening to it and it was originally in the never ending story 3 okay which I never, I never knew there was a never ending story 2 that's blasphemy anyway right which I don't even want to know what the fuck the plot of that is neither do I here do I right uh Seal said after he wrote the song and recorded it he was quote embarrassed by it and threw the tape in the corner and it became a huge hit. But who likes it so much that made it a hit? It's so I never. I remember working at the record store and nobody ever saying, hey, that's a great song. But it was like everywhere. But it was like bigger than the movie. The song was bigger than the movie. Yeah, and that movie wasn't very good. The soundtrack said the soundtrack was largely great, but yeah. All right. I like all the Batman movies. I don't know. Alright. We can kill this, right? Sorry, Seal. We sentence right. you to death. We just clubbed Seal. With a bat. That was a good pick. That's a I that's was, a really I, bad song. Uh like who who made that song a hit? Who who likes that song that much? They'd request it on the radio. The people that said that Avril Lavigne is going to be a punk artist. <laughs> I did ask my my fifteen year old. Uh, since every song we pick, he tends to like. I did ask him. I was like, "Do you have a song for the electric chair? We will kill something." And he's like, "I'm still thinking about it. I have a I have a list." <laughs> All right, so that'll do it for episode sixty six. Thanks so much for joining us as we talked about the women who rock. You know, we only play thirty second clips on the show because uh, lawyers. But if you want to hear the full versions of these songs, we got you covered. We put together an episode playlist for each show. There's a link to it in the show notes. Go check it out. Support all these artists. There is so much great music, and there's so many things that we did not get to that is on that playlist. I said earlier, there's like three and a half hours of music on that playlist. We even talk about a lot of them. Either. There's a There was a ton of artists that I was ready yeah. to talk about that we just, you know, we just don't have the time. Yeah. Um, 
And while you're down in the show notes, you can find links to our website, our email address, our social media pages, and a map to McCusker's Tavern in Philadelphia in case you're ever in a town you want to stop by. So there's going to be one night that uh, Ryan and I are going to be hanging out with the guys from Boldfoot Socks. They're going to be in town. I just mentioned that the Blue Meanie and one of the Bushwhackers from WWE were sitting in there having a beer the other day. So you never know who's going to drop by. Maybe the warden will be there. Shit. Who knows? If the warden is giving so autographs. He's always right. ready to give autographs out. It is. You got to get there early because the warden gets mobbed when he walks in. Yes, they all say the warden's here. He sometimes he doesn't even have to come in and go. Ah, I'm the warden. Sometimes he does not have the shirt with it says "I'm the warden" with the big arrow pointing up to it. Sometimes he does wear it, but he deserves all the attention that he gets, brother. He does, man. So dude, that's our was- brother. That's our brother. Homie, it was great getting back together. I know it's been like a month. We missed a show. It's great getting together, talking music with you. I, yeah, it's man. a highlight of my week, man. Oh, I miss you, brother. I can. And, I, I look forward to many more shows. And uh, we'll be back in two weeks. And uh, I think in a couple of weeks, too, you're going to you're going to come on up to my house. We're going to hang out. We're going to uh, rock out. We're going to rock out. We're going to have a fire pit. We're going to uh, have a good time. Probably going to talk more about the show and annoy everybody else is sitting around this, but we'll have a great time. Yeah. Ladies out there. Just remember one thing. Keep on rocking. Peace out. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.